paranoia, ladies and gentlemen. It's the ooh. So. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Only took you five seconds to clock Completely wasn't wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> yeah, <disgusting>. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Loft Podomania, episode 8 or 9, I think, I've not checked. But we're talking about Helena Cells 2017. My name is Dan Murphy. Joining me today is Mr. Chris Manning. Chris, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Dan. Good evening. Hope everyone out there listening in the Loft Podomania universe is running wild tonight. Mm-hmm, I'm sure they are. And Tom Wilson is also joining me. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I um I strayed from my usual PPV schedule. Oh yeah. Uh, with this one, <laughs> my, not my schedule, my ritual, I should say. Okay. Uh, Explain the ritual first, please, then we can see how you deviated. Uh, I you know I get drunk and then I watch it live, basically. It's nice. <laughs> I did neither of those things. I stayed sober and watched it the next day. Yeah. And, I uh, stayed up till after the US title match, and then that was enough for me because. It was an okay show, but we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it. Before we start, I just want to say, prior warning, um, Uni House now, I can't remember if I talked about this on the last, uh, um, last show or not, I'm not certain, but Uni House now, and I live in the basement, which is below the living room, and all the lads are playing FIFA career mode, so if you hear any random um, cheering or swearing of any sort, that is the reason. My apologies, I can do very little to stop it, but we continue regardless. Hell in a cell, lads. First of all, I hate it when a pay-per-view is named after a match because it leads to so many awkward promos and they go, we played you in the Hell in a Cell, at Hell in a Cell. And it's like, shite. But regardless, mm. pay-per-view. It was all right. I feel like it was a mediocre-filled sandwich with amazing kind of fucking really fresh bloomer bread. Like, the, the, the bookends were amazing on both parts. Everything in the middle, a bit of just, bit of, bit of shite pesto or something. Slightly good off pesto on my head. Yeah, it was like two pay-per-view matches, but in the middle you had like an episode of SmackDown. Yeah. That's how I'd describe it. Mm. I feel like this might be a kind of a downside to having the grand split pay-per-views like this, because it's... Everything else is a little... And uh, as you say, kind of, it feels a bit filler, and it's weird, because three of the matches in between the two first, you know, the two openers and the enders, well, three of them were title matches, but they still felt... Absolutely, most of them did felt pretty kind of pointless or needless and or just not grand for a pay per view. But at least it, well, there's only a B, B to mm. so it's not too offensive, Chris. Much like yeah, they were, they were sort of passing the time, weren't they? A little bit. And I often feel like with Hell in a Cell, it suffers from something like M- you know MLS Major League Soccer. People call it the MLS, yeah. and people say the Hell in a Cell. I, I think it really needs some sort of uh, preface to it to make it grammatically smoother. I don't know what that is, but it's one of those things that's bugged me about it. Um, yeah, I would add it like the my days of watching pay-per-views live are long gone. Uh, WrestleMania is my one a year that I allow myself to watch live. It was, there was no chance in hell I was watching this. I didn't even watch it until last night, actually, because I've been, uh, been working in Leeds for Monday and Tuesday this yeah. week, so I've not even been anywhere near my own telly. Um, I had no desire to seek out the results in advance. I really had very little enthusiasm for most of the matches. I was excited for the Uso one just because they're the way they're working at the minute you know they're going to put on probably the one of the best shows of the night um that and the and the shane match as well because purely with it being shane on top of a on top yeah. of a cell i was just curious to work out how he was going to try and kill him try and kill himself this time mm. um so yeah yeah you know i think i'd probably give it a b mark for a b show and purely because of the bookends that you mentioned earlier i thought everything in between was was pretty forgettable um i skipped 
most of it, I should think. I, you know, apart from watching a couple of minutes at the end of each match, I more or less skipped the whole thing. Um, yeah. So we'll come to each match in turn, I'm sure. But yeah, it was all right. I, I probably won't ever rewatch it. But mm. then again, that goes for most pay-per-views, yeah. I think, these days. I'm with you. I did quite a lot of skipping. But we'll start in the beginning, which is not the pre-show. It's, of course, the Usos versus the New Day in a Hell in a Cell match. The Usos retained, uh, we won back their titles. It's weird they've been jumping about so much. But I was an amazing match, one of the most brutal kind of weapons match WWE have had the balls to put on in quite some time. And it's quite easy to see. It's the creativity of both the Usos and the New Day. Um, obviously kind of want to be creative and bring something new and fresh to a match that if you remember last year's Hell in a Cell there was three Hell in a Cell matches and I, I liked the women's one a lot but it, was give, it gave a lot of grandeur because it was a women's Hell in a Cell match the other two if I recall were not all that especially the tag team match maybe I can't remember so to start having two and with the late ones all on two really great Hell in a Cell matches it was brilliant, and this one was fucking phenomenal, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, oh, it's stunning. Like you said, it was uh, it was one of those ones that, that you definitely you definitely go back and rewatch just because it was brutal. And I don't know if it's brutal in a historical sense, maybe to what what's come in the last sort of ten or fifteen years, but by modern day standards, it was it was uh, it was unflinching. I thought in its in its violence, and and I really enjoyed that um, that aspect of it. Um, it Made itself look a little bit silly, I thought, with, with Kofi on the outside. I didn't really think that was necessary. Um, I know they brought him in for the odd spot here and there, you know, mainly taunting and so on. But the way the Usos are going at the minute, I think this character is mm. by far the, the best they've, they've ever done. And yeah. I, I'm fascinated by the way they talk because I've seen them on things like things like Total Divas and obviously, you know, whichever one of them is married to that Naomi. They have taken on so many aspects of... of black culture and the way they speak you know it's very much that sort of gangster style um yet they got the Samoan heritage and they, they, they work Samoan as well you know that they're, they're strong they're not especially sort of physically dominant are they? They, they you know they look kind of like normal people in a wrestling ring mm. um but the spots they hit everything I thought was, was was pretty much flawless apart from the the finishing sort of double headbutt thing which I thought one of them missed I might have to watch it again and see if I'm correcting that. In a, like just the legs in a weird way. Yeah, but it still... seemed like um, seemed like quite you know an unusual thing to do. But then again, given the fact that when we come to the main event, I'll talk about exactly what I missed first time round. Um, that's too surprising. Uh, New Day, I think that what I read somewhere, I don't know how true this is, is that they want the New Day to to sort of flip flop the titles because ultimately they're going for this all time record, you know, of, of title wins. Yeah. Whether it's, it's something like 14 or 15, the I think they're up to about this, 8 or 9 at the minute. Between he values two, it a little bit. I think they're on 4 in total. Uh, maybe if you count kind of single titles as well, um, there might be more. But I feel like with kind of um, the New Day and Usos, it, they have been hot shot in between them, but it hasn't felt like the hot potato one. It feels more like it's two amazing teams that are constantly yeah. open on each it's, other. It feels earned, doesn't it, a little bit? Unlike some titles where they, they, do, they do sort of. So they, they, they change it on a bit too much of a whim. Um, so, yeah, I've got absolutely no issue with the way the, the result ended. I'd have been quite happy either way. What did you think, uh, Tom? Uh, yeah, this match blew me away. Um, going into this, I was a bit sceptical because I think I thought they, they were just going to do this thing like they've done in recent times where they just have two you know, enemies have a match, like a normal match, but there just happens to be a hell in a cell around them. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of, yeah, they don't do much with it. But my God some of the stuff they got up to in this uh, match, using the Hell in a Cell. Like when um, 
they trapped one of the Usos in yeah, like the the set. with the sticks. Yeah, man, yeah. that was so that blew me away. Honestly, never so seen so cool. like that. Big E going mad and just beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, like, it was unbelievable. The weapon, like handcuffing Xavier to the post and whipping. Yeah, him speaking of Xavier, image, you know, a striking imagery to say the least. Yeah, speaking of Xavier, I'm so glad they had him in the match He's good. because He's he sells so well. He can make Eno like a fucking star. He can sell pain. He can sell. I've been so impressed with him in the last few months. He's, he's yeah. built like an absolute tank as well. Not that I don't like Kofi, because I do, but Xavier just sells the intensity and the, the pain of wrestling so well. It was and great. he just, he needed to be in there. He's a good screamer, isn't he, when he's suffering? Mm. Yeah, I love it. He, he really was, it was hammers kind of it out. He was getting twatted with a kendo stick on the pole, and he's just screaming, mm. telling them to stop, and all that. It's like, brutal. It must have, them shit, they must sting like a motherfucker. Like, brutal stuff. I mean, loved all the stuff of getting the musicians, like, plethora of trombones as um, Corey Graves put it like it was great there was so much like just fun and um, creativeness did deny me that they were doing so much brutal shit and all the crowd fast forward with the fucking tables like just watch it and enjoy it. but yeah that was that was a bit annoying apart yeah. from that they were, it was a pretty good crowd I thought most, for most I was I was chanting for tables lads I love tables give me more tables <laughs> build the tables you got plenty of tables later on um, with this and in SmackDown, uh, the, that's just gone. I don't know if you've seen it, but you're going to get spoiled for you now. Um, the New Day and the Usos kind of made a truce, and the Usos, you know, they've kind of declared themselves the best in the tag team division, which they are. Yeah, I saw that. And they've kind of a, yeah, kind of a tweener turn from the mm. Usos. I think they're kind of turning the Usos a little bit because they know it's likable, but they have to say, God, they've even, all the time they've been the heels have still been cool. Like they've always cool with Daniel Bryan and funny that they like certain people and hate others, and they're just kind of vicious and cool and. The way they do the kind of promos is so unique. It's great, and I hope they don't turn them faces. Just keep them as they are, and if they get shit, so no, it's like the exact opposite of fucking Roman for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And oh, like I know we'll talk about kind of Roman's new oh, rekindled team later on, obviously. But the Usos and Roman together would be so good. I want it so badly. Like the, the Usos as they are now. Imagine the Usos as they are now when they did the club feud. <sighs> And that was already a good feud. Imagine yeah, it'd be unbelievable. Six. I think they could turn the Usos face quite well, but mm. I think they'd just kind of leave their character but just have them feud with heels. Yeah. I think they could like really do him, that. I'd like to see them try maybe like a face paint gimmick or something like that. Mm. I think that's probably on the card soon, given yeah, the popularity they've got. Well, um, the New Day are going to face Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin next and whenever the next championship match is. There's been a goal scored, if you could not tell. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I reckon that'll be a top, top match. But what do we think happens next for the New Day? They kind of had a truce with the Usos. Are they going to stick around in the tag division, do some fun stuff with Brazango or whatever, and the Bludgeon Brothers, I roll? Or are they going to... I want them to kind of go on a... I want them to push Kofi for, like, a single... Like, even if he loses to Jinder, I'd like him to... I, I, Kofi, and they've both been on record saying it, they want to get Kofi, like, a, the World Championship. And he's been there for, like, over 10 years now. Definitely fucking deserves it. And he's good enough. I think I think they'll do something with uh, Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder. Do you think? Because I think they're trying to turn those heel, aren't they? So Yeah, but this is like they're trying to turn Zack on uh, Mojo for some reason. Cause... I think they could do a thing where they both end up turning heel. I don't know. I feel like Mojo's such a good face, though. He's like such an energetic... Well, we'll talk about good faces turning heel- heels as well later. <laughs> but I feel like um, Mojo's such like an energetic guy. He's kind of... And he's quite... He's, they should have done more of him when he was on his own before Ryder came back. They squandered the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing because like, it did Baron Corbin so well and it kind of just ruined it on Mojo when they could have done a lot more. But is there anything else you want to say about the 
potentially the best match of the night. As as someone that hasn't has watched maybe five minutes of SmackDown this week, who are the Bludgeon Brothers? Who are they talking about? The Bludgeon oh, Brothers are <laughs> the team of Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Oh my god! And they wear. Are you, are you actually shitting I, me? Honestly, Google. No, not. Just Google it and just have a look. And uh, oh, you know you what? To I'm going to now. Last time I googled something on I googled something on the recommendation of this show, I had the best podcast experience <laughs> of my life with Bo Dallas. Hang have on, you, I can't even spell. Bloodborne or Dark Souls? Uh, what do you think? Right, think Bloodborne. Bludgeon me. brother, what? Oh, for fuck's sake! Is that, <laughs> is that a real? Oh my god! <laughs> they look like baddies from Resident Evil. Exactly, it's so Bloodborne. It's mad. The oh, fucking oh, state of them. The fucking plastic hammers. Sweet Jesus! To be fair, the oh, promo, you know what? If you watch it in motion, the pro- promo is like, all oh, right. Rowan is actually quite intimidating, and I do like them both. So I'm glad they're back. To, well, I'm glad they're actually going to be able to tell you, But I feel like they've again speaking of squandering. Luke should have had a single job. It's such a Vince McMahon name, isn't it? That good grief! It looks like it's come from South Park Wrestling. Oh yeah, you know oh, what? Definitely. Yeah, there's a matter of time before that shite gets its own show, its own pay per view as well. I'm sure. Oh, I, I don't know. So. They had That's Pelvis great. Wesley come out, and it was dead and then dead a few weeks ago. Deservedly so, shite. Oh, it's great! It's great. Being a bit. And, it, and one more point for me, I want um, on Survivor Series. I want Usos and New Day versus Shield and the Bar. Ooh, mm, it's a yeah, it depends though, isn't it? It's 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 that weird sort of healy facey exactly. kind of friendship thing that Yeah, it's yeah, you never know. You never know. Stranger things have happened, they? Exactly, exactly. Give them a fucking hall, for example. <laughs> Next on the card to you know, as a such an energetic, high octane, emotional pumping start, we go to Randy Orton defeating Rusev in typical Randy Orton fashion. I mean, Rusev is the best RKO cell ever, so I don't mind watching it that much. But I thought this was meant to be like a decent feud where Rusev might get a bit over, but absolutely not. Randy just steamrolls in typical fashion, and it's pretty average, Chris. Uh, pointless is the word I would use, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Pointless. I uh, skipped through and watched the last couple of minutes, so I've got absolutely no idea how the body of the match went, but given the fact that I've been watching Randy Orton for and what feels like a million years, I think I've probably got a good idea how it went. And, uh, yeah, Rusev's decline towards his inevitable imminent release goes on. Shame. Massive shame. Yeah, um, pretty much echo what Chris said. Uh, It was a very run-of-the-mill Randy Orton match. It didn't, you know, why why have Rusev in this position where he beats Randy Orton in 10 seconds on SmackDown? They um, They give you the idea that they could be pushing him just to lead up to a run-of-the-mill Randy Orton win. It's just absolutely pointless. And it's even worse because I love Rusev. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all do. But, his character uh, his character offline, his character on the show, you know, it's one of those ones that... That's one of the things I miss from, from using social media is, is that sort of interaction. Owen's another one. And Neville, too. Um, but yeah. it, it finds it really... It's, I just find it really hard for... He obviously finds it really hard to express that on telly, given the fact that he's got these limitations given to him, the fact he's dealing with someone like Randy Orton. Exactly, and it's so one-dimensional, and he's so much more than that. It's another one where you can see, you can almost understand them getting frustrated enough where they feel like they've had enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sad. Um, That's one thing that you've missed from your your exile from Twitter. Rusev has still been on top form. Oh, has he really? Oh, I'm pleased to hear that. I'm I'm glad he's got a good career in the Indies ahead of him soon. Yeah, I hope so. He'd do a great job on that. Mm, I love Definitely. That. Another potential wrestler. But we'll talk about him in due course as well. 
Moving on, Baron Corbin defeated AJ Styles and Ty Dillinger for the United States Championship. Now, this match thought started really slow, and probably the first half of it was quite slow. But once it got going, I thought it was pretty good. I thought Ty worked hard. I hope they continue to push him, even though he wasn't on the show on uh, Tuesday, I believe, despite it being the bloody 10th of October. The perfect 10 date. Of course, they missed on that opportunity. Um, but this was great. AJ sold like an absolute gun again, as he's wont to do. He's lost his US belt. Hopefully, he's getting pushed up the card. Hopefully, not to lose to Jinder like everyone else, Tom. Yeah. Um, this Jinder thing has just been going on for a while, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, longer than I definitely expected it to. Yeah, I believe we made bets, and I don't think any of us said this long. Yeah, um, this, the gender experiment, as I've seen it been labelled on Twitter. Um, I, I don't, I don't dislike gender. It's mm-hmm. clear that he is a respected member of the locker room, I and people like him. This on this wasn't the worst in the world. But... No, I, th- I mean, yeah, uh, I just, these lads just don't have chemistry, do they? Just they just one. don't. No, he doesn't have chemistry. It really anyone. is. Oh, are you on about the three or the two gender? Uh, anyway, yeah, that. Um, yeah. I'd, don't really have much to say about this, to be honest. Like <laughs> really... No, not really. I thought it was okay. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I don't really like Ty Dillinger. I'll be honest oh. with you. I, I find I find him a bit, a bit like a, you know, he's receding hairline, giving way to them cornrows, for example. That can't be doing him any favors. White guy dressed up as a black guy as well. Same thing. It's, it just seems a really sort of weird, weird gimmick. And not having that background with him in particular in NXT it was never somebody that I really went out of my way to watch. I think that's hindered my my sort of admiration for him a little bit. Um, I thought the best thing about the match was Corbin kicking AJ out of the ring right at the end. It was like a boot, wasn't it? Christ he, alive. He punted, punted him in the air. He punted him the way that Randy Orton used to punt people in the air. It was a proper proper vicious kick out of the ring. I really, really like that. Yeah, um, but the rest of the match I thought was, was, was solid, but you know, unspectacular probably at best. Well, yeah, I, I know I went on. So. I know I went on about a tangent about Jinder, but I must say about this match, it was, it would have been a good SmackDown main event, I think. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of like a pay per view match, where it's been, you know, mm. uh, you expect everyone just to step up that little bit more in a pay per view. Mm. I don't really think they did that. Do you think the that, Do you think that the staging sometimes has a little bit to do with that? Because uh, you know the I fact that it's so, just yeah. a normal a normal show stage with a different graphic. It, it, it you know, I like the sort of circumstance that the old-fashioned pay-per-view sets used to give. It only has to be quite basic, but it does feel like a, a, a TV broadcast, doesn't it, without without that sort of purpose until you get to somewhere like WrestleMania where they do make the effort. Yeah, I think that's right. It's, it's the same for fans as well. It, just all feels, it all kind of blends into one when you never change it up yeah. from the colours. But regardless, we move onwards. Um, Charlotte was, well, defeated Natalia, but she doesn't uh, gain the women's championship because she won by disqualification when after about 12 minutes of uh, scrapping Natalia thought fuck this and swatted her with a chair Chris uh, yeah I skipped through all of this yeah, all I saw was all <laughs> I saw was Natalia walking back up the ramp um, with the title belt and not a single shit was given in my house yeah uh, yeah. yeah, Charlotte did a cool moonsault at one point. She did, but... and it looked pretty yeah. nasty actually as well the way she landed. But she's good, isn't she? She's. I'm surprised they didn't give it. A... Like I thought they would have given it. Same, a honestly. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have Rick come out. Like I thought they'd have had Rick come out. Or I'm surprised they squandered that. Like didn't take an opportunity of that maybe he's not healthy enough. Maybe it'll come at a later date. But I'm stunned they didn't get Rick out to fucking help her win. 
after everything. It'd be such like a headline grabbing thing. Yeah, it's strange. Natalia's another one other than Jinder. Um, I'm surprised. I like I like Natalia. I think she's a good hand to have. She's a good um, person to have there to, you know, elevate the other ladies. But having her as a champion, eh, I mean, I can take her or leave her. I think she'll probably drop her Survivor Series, but I know. Then again, we said that about Jinder. And we don't know how how many title matches we're going to have at Survivor Series at all. Exactly, yeah. Who knows? Probably Brock's match against whoever, whenever he's back. The next match was the aforementioned Jinder Mahal. So, um, his third... The third match from the end for the WWE Championship with the Singh Brothers, who he once again defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Thankfully, it was a different finish this time, but uh, Jinder rages on as champion. Thoughts, Christopher? Mm. This feud's making me dislike Nakamura, and I don't know if it's Nakamura's fault or if if it is his fault or or what. You know, I'm starting to wonder whether the man... They can't book babyfaces. Mm, fancy that! That would be a, that would be an absolute first, wouldn't it? Said absolutely nobody ever. Um, I think it's making me it's making me dislike him, and I really don't want to do that. But it's showing him up a little bit as well, I think, as being you know he's obviously got the dramatic entrance. Although I found it interesting, I don't know if any of you noticed when they showed they didn't do the traditional sort of camera work on the Nakamura entrance, did they? Um, and I read it on, a, on another website. In fact, I shared it with you guys before. The reason why the the number of empty seats, I thought, was was quite upsetting uh, in the arena, um, and it just goes to show the general sort of apathy towards this champion. Yeah, he might be good on a, um, a a promotional point of view. It ruined things a little bit for me as well when two days before the pay per view, you had Triple H tweeting about how the champion will be travelling to India in the coming days and weeks to to be part of WWE India. You know, let's have a little bit of mystique as well about where the title match is going to go, please. Mm-hmm. Um, Credit to them for doing a different ending because I didn't think they had that in them at all. Um, but overall, I thought the match was was pretty average at best. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jinder's capable of any more. Um, you know, again, we've said this before on the podcast. It's not. I don't think that's necessarily his fault. Um, he's just been elevated to a position where I don't think he can thrive. But Nakamura needs to do more for me. His his in ring work is, you know, at the moment I find to be quite formulaic. Um, the shock value of the strong style seems to have been diluted a little bit, and even the strong style itself seems not quite as strong as it was previously. But overall, I think we could do with a bit of a bit of a refresh on that guy. Thoughts, Tom? I'm largely in agreement with Chris. Yeah, a lot of that I do agree with. Um, I think it is Nakamura's fault to an extent. Um, I think that the difference between him and <clears throat> say someone like John Cena. John Cena can have good matches with the uh, you know the company guys, the people who aren't necessarily in it for the you know purely purely wrestling uh, side of things, and he can also have good matches with the wrestlers, you know the indie guys. Nakamura to me is someone who can only have good matches with the indie guys and the wrestlers and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I think that does kind of um, expose him a little bit. Um, he can't seem to get himself out of the mindset of, like, in my opinion, and this is purely a, you know. A theory. I don't know this. I don't know Nakamura personally, obviously. But I think he views every match as, okay, this needs to be a five-star match. This needs to be a five-star match. And I think when he's trying to do that with company guys like Jinder Mahal, um, it really creates a conflict of interest and it really harms the match, in my opinion. Yeah, it certainly wasn't good, was it? And Who's going to defeat Jinder? When? Uh, hopefully one of, the, one of the Singh brothers, I hope. 
The Singh brothers are great. Oh, uh, they're one, the, easily the best part of this. One thing we've taken from this title run is the Singh brothers. They've been absolutely right. excellent. I don't know who could beat him, to be honest. I, I honestly don't know. I, I think you might have AJ coming in as a sort of white knight to rescue things, but that's a bit of an elevation straight away, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if if um, where Kevin Owens might go from here, and I'll talk about him in a little bit. So that's that's a possibility. Or even even Sammy. But then, given what given what might have happened there, the fact that we don't have this sort of heel on, semi-heel kind of thing is probably a little bit unlikely. Uh, I think Owens and AJ are probably my candidates. But then again, we've been there before, haven't we, a million times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it'll be someone who we don't expect, honestly. I think we could be throwing our curveball. Maybe someone like Sami Zayn, maybe? Mm-hmm. I saw an interesting post on Reddit that said, like, Kofi should win at, at the Night of Champions because it's after the Indian tour, it's in Kofi's hometown, and Kofi's kind of, like, contradicts everything that Jinder says. Like, he's... Um, you know, an immigrant who came over, is loved by America, loves America, done really well there, succeeded, the American dream and all that. So he kind of contradicts everything that Jinder like, stands mm, yeah. for. So I'd love Kofi Tatarun. He deserves it. So It'd be so poetic. So that'd be nice, but I don't know if we're going to get it or not. The penultimate match of the night was Bobby Roode, who defeated Dolph Ziggler. And it was good that Dolph came out to know music and you could hear the booze. That was cool and interesting and kind of built on Dolph's gimmick a little bit but the match itself snooze fest I thought and the ending was so weird like, I thought we were going to kind of build Bobby up a bit instead he wins with like a roll up cheating when he's the face it's a bit weird mm. so... yeah another Smackdown match mm. not really much to see here the Dolph interest, I mean uh, the Dolph entrance was, was certainly interesting it's nice it, kind of, it has been pretty nice to see where he's been going with this gimmick as someone who has been very um, negative about yeah. Dolph over the past few years, this has definitely been interesting to watch. I, feel it I do works, think like his gimmick. I feel it works when he comes out like randomly with people's music and gets baits the crowd. But when he's just coming out doing three entrances in a row and talking between each one, it's shite and boring. But when he comes out like the Undertaker and then does a promo, fucking amazing. That was so funny. When he came out of Shane McMahon a couple of weeks ago and trolled Kevin Owens a bit. Great. Like if he does more of that stuff, like fakes, um, whoever's, well, no one's got the money in the bank, but if well, maybe even Carmella comes out with Carmella's music during a women's match and just pisses everyone off, that'd be funny. <laughs> like, he needs to do more of that sort of stuff instead of just um, reeling out all the old entrances. I just had the image of a dolphin Carmella's gear, and I very right. much wanted to leave my mind right there. <laughs> Thank Thanks for that, Dan. It's quite bad that you've shared that with uh, us two <laughs> and all the listeners around there, to be honest with you. Christ alive. Uh, I just don't on the match, Tom. Uh, the match itself was very, um, <clears throat> very down, as I said. Not really a pay per view match, which I mean, you know, it's not it's to be expected with these sort of C slash B shows at this point. Uh, Bobby Roode, he's um, not really one for the uh, the mid card. I don't think. I think he has his gimmick has to be the main event, and I'm not saying. Honestly, I could see that really. Can he be um, as a face and turn heel afterwards. I think he should. Yeah, he should be a kind of guy who turns heel during his reign, because mm-hmm. like the, the the prestige and the you know the 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 title and stuff gets to his head. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, having the whole glorious thing, the uh, the the grandiose entrance for a mid card match against Dolph Ziggler in the middle of a B show pay per view, it doesn't really match, in my opinion. It does not at all. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I like the idea of him as champion. You know, as a as a, a smarmy sort of heel champion. I think that 
you know, I am glorious, I'm better than you kind of thing. I think that would be that would work really well. It's a good idea. Um, but I didn't enjoy this at all. Um, I don't think the you know we've had problems with chemistry. I think through the night with a couple of people. I think apart from the Usos match, um, I've really struggled with chemistry of all of the performers, and I don't think this was any different at all. Um, yeah, I think Bobby Roode's probably better than this, but Ziggler, I think, is ship sailed. And uh, having seen him on various sort of WWE reality programs, he puts himself across as a sort of, I don't know, a semi-sort of stand-up comedian type guy. And I'll be honest with you, he, I've had a better time in the Holocaust exhibitions than I have watching, uh, listening to Dolph Ziggler trying to tell jokes. The guy's tediously unfunny. Um, and he's constant parading out with all his other gimmicks. I, that hasn't worked once for me. I know what you said about how it could be a surprise here and there when he trolled Kevin Owens. Yeah, that was interesting, but it's never worked as a spectacle for me. Um and I've never, I've never really been a fan of his movements, and I hate, hate to quote Jr. because I really don't like the man. But he, I agree with him when he criticises Ziggler. He works, he's too fast. Some of the moves he does, he's, it's, it's too quick. You know, there's no selling involved. I don't find, and anything that he does is, is exaggerated to a point where it's, it's bordering on the ridiculous. The, the zigzag move, for example, it's, it's difficult to slow that move down. I, I get that, but I just, it just, it flows too quickly, and it takes me out of it a little bit. And I found that with him from the very start. Um, <clears throat> I would like to think that Bobby Roode could make that leap up. I've always thought that when Bobby Roode came in NXT, that he was a bit old as well to be coming in as a sort of fresh, fresh new starter. So I don't know what you guys think about that. But I always think that if you're coming in and you're going to be a top guy for a while, you need to be coming in in your, you know, your Kevin Owens sort of phase, you know, early to mid thirties. Um, I think Bobby Roode's a little bit. It might, it might be over forty, I think, I think as well. He is forty. Yeah, just shows. yeah. So for, for me, that, that just points that he's not necessarily going to be around for five years. For example, he might do it, you know, eighteen months, two years, and then be on his way. So whether he can go as high as the the, the title, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think so because I think he's it's, it's something different. And I think you're right in in saying that the the glorious gimmick isn't a, a mid card gimmick. It needs to be higher than that. Um, but we'll have to time will tell, I guess, whether they, they give him that chance. Mm-hmm. The next and final match of the night was, of course. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. This match went on for 39 minutes. It was long. It was brutal. It was good. Shane missed a shooting star press. Kevin Owens cannonballed through a table. Um, we had coast to coast with trash cans. We had scrapping outside the cage from the start. We had Shane taking far too long to open a door with a pair of uh, clippers. When he finally did, more scrapping went to the outside. They went to the top of the cage and scrapped for ages. I was shitting myself for out of it. I thought one of them was going to fall through the bloody thing and die. Shane managed to actually jump up at the reasonable height for a pop-up powerball on top of the cage as well, which was nice to see. I thought he was definitely going through it. I thought they were going off it. Owens trolls everyone by pretending as if he's going to jump and then doesn't, but then he gets knocked off halfway down it for a table. It seems like he has the match won, but Shane's like, nah. To the top of this cage he goes. He jumps off the elbow drop, but Owens is husked away. And I'm sure none of us saw it at first, but upon replays, upon rewatches, it is revealed that Sami Zayn pulled Kevin Owens out of the way of a falling Shane McMahon and then dumped Owens's carcass on top of Shane's to win the match. Oh boy, a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, dissect there. It certainly is. I didn't realise it was nearly four. Didn't realise it was nearly forty minutes 39 long. Thirty-nine minutes in total. I think it was nice. Nice. It Didn't feel that long at all. Cause I think like they broke it up enough. Yeah. With different kind of in ring, outside, Agreed. weapons, cage, everything. Chris, this was the last. 
This was a whirlwind. Sorry, Car- yeah, yeah. The sorry for interrupting. Yeah, um, the last watching. fifteen minutes were an absolute blur to me because I was the same. I was watching it pretty much behind my hand, my hand yeah. being in front of my eyes. Like, what someone's going to die? Here. You know, Shane's only got so many lives. Blah blah blah. And his poor kids at ringside who were laughing oh, yeah. all the way through. Somebody they cut to him after Kevin just battered him. It's like fucking play the part, lads. Kayfabe. Yeah. Somebody think of the children. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it from start to finish, and and I've loved Shane. You know, the last 20 years, he's been one of my favourites, purely because he's an absolute idiot, and he, yeah. let's face it, his age with his what he's got, what he's got in life, he doesn't need to do it. in the ring, like everyone when the AJ match happened, everyone's moaning about it. It's yeah. Like, oh, he's... But he was so like that match was the match of the night, I think. If I yeah, people go on about his punches a lot, like oh, he's his, shit, punches his punches are bad. Are they are really but, yeah. bad. But he's a well, good wrestler. He's got twenty years. He's probably got more experience than Kevin Owens. You know, I know he's not been a full time wrestler all that time, but he's been in the he's been in the business in the ring for the best part of twenty years. I think it was around ninety six, ninety seven when I first saw him. Back when I was uh, fourteen, fifteen, watching wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and he, he never fails to disappoint Shane. I don't think in the any spot in any when he convert like he counted a pop up power bomb into a triangle or an armbar. Yeah. it was so smooth and so well done. He's so underrated. Really like. I thought his match really? with AJ was great. I thought this was really good. And he's like, it's weird. He's like the final boss in a video game that you kind of um, can beat. It's weird because he does feel like the ultimate boss of SmackDown. Mm. But he's beatable. I, and it's good for the heels to get over. I thought this was going to go in the way that it might have seen um, something to do with Stephanie, perhaps. You know, there would have been a reason for her to come out and. and you know, make it a McMahon family thing that would ultimately lead to Owens and Triple H. That was where I was predicting yeah. it was to go. Um, but I didn't. I, I didn't have a problem with this whatsoever. I, I enjoyed the ending. Um, I completely disagreed with the missus when we were watching it, and she said, "Oh, someone just moved him out of the way." Like, no, he didn't. What are you talking about? He just, he just rolled out of the way, and then there you go. And then I've not not stopped thinking about where this could possibly go. Sam is in, and then I haven't got the first idea what they're going to do with this. I haven't watched SmackDown, so I'm not sure if they reference it or not. I would we hope do. we'd we'll we'll discuss. Um, yeah, yeah, feel free to discuss well, it. Don't worry about spoiling it because I'll, I'll, I will watch it regardless. Yeah. So you can spoil it by all means. Well, before um, we get there, but I, I think that's a really interesting development. Yeah, it's great. I think it's it's really interesting what they're doing. Before we get there, though, um, what do you think, Tom? About the match or the Sami Zayn? The match. We'll talk about Sami in due course. I mean, the match just kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? It's two absolute warriors who aren't afraid to put their body on the line for entertainment just kind of going at it and they do it so well they obviously have chemistry um which is a refreshing change for most of this pay-per-view um the stuff that they're building up to it as well kind of just the lines that they crossed Mm -hmm. just made it so fucking believable and yeah honestly this match was outstanding this is one i can watch again and again and again and yeah the latter parts of it especially when um owens gave him a pop-up power bomb at the top of the cell i genuinely thought it was going to cave in so yeah if I was watching that live, I would have been extra shitting myself. And I was still shitting myself when I was watching it the next day. Yeah, even though you've not heard yeah. that Shane McMahon's dead. Exactly, probably yeah. would have heard. And I was like, yeah, but, like, look at them. <laughs> you know what, that's interesting. That. I, I said exactly the same thing to Mrs. She said, she said, well, put it this way, it would have been in the papers if he'd have been dead. <laughs> well, I suppose if you think of it like that, he's probably all right. <laughs> but yeah, just such a it was such a great watch from beginning to end, and like Chris said, really dramatic. It didn't feel like forty minutes; it felt so, much shorter, and that's a sign of a great. It match. leaves Shane in such a good position, and when he comes back, he could get such a babyface pop, and he could go into a match with anyone, depending on what he comes back and what he does. And it's great, but the the direction which we really want to talk about is Sami Zayn. So on SmackDown, Owens came out. 
he said he did a promo, a very kind of promo laid with like religious context and uh, references. Uh, basically said that he went to heaven, he was dead, he was at the pearly gates when St. Peter told him, nah lad, you need it back on earth and you've got your own guardian angel. And that guardian angel is Sammy Zayn. Sammy came out, he talked about, and it was it all made sense. He basically said, um, I've always been the nice guy, done things the right way, and what's it got me? Nowhere, look at Kevin, he's been a prick, and he's got um, all the titles and done whatever he wants. Uh, he said, Shane took him to SmackDown, he land of opportunity, he's finally going to get his career straight, finally going to get some shots, and look what's happened, nothing. He was fuming that he's got no opportunities, and despite Kevin being his enemy, being his friend, he's always his brother, and that's why I saved him, and they're the best friends and hugging each other again. Which mm, will only lead to no one's turning on him in about six yeah. months' time, which we can all wait for. But it's great, and it's so interesting, and hopefully these two get a tag team chance, maybe, or both go for titles and stuff, a little troublesome twosome, and hopefully when Jericho's back, Jericho can come back and feud with him and be like, Sammy, what the fuck are you doing, you stupid idiot? <laughs> Do you even mean that? Uh, and it's, I think it's, it's got so much potential, Chris. Yeah, that that sounds ideal. I mean, it sounds pretty much what they did with Neville, in fairness, but mm-hmm. it works, doesn't it? Um, the same sort of under unappreciated. Let's see what we can do. Uh, giving things, still giving it a bit a bastard way of try. He wasn't like he'd been evil or scowling. He was like smiling. He still had his old music. He still did the weird dance. I was just gonna ask: Is he coming out? Is he gonna have to change his music? Because I love his, his music. His titans run. His, his titans run changed. He did, and it said something yeah. like right. his. The writing on it said something like "Never be the same" or "Never be." Yeah. Something like I, I noticed he had a new T-shirt on at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. um, because I have uh, I have looked at those in the past, so I noticed that for a fact. It wouldn't um, surprise me if they remixed yeah. his music, like Neville, maybe make it a little bit slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can they can evil evil up a little bit. Can't let's go bit or something like that. Um, uh, no, but I'm, I think this is that's got that's that's real. I'm really interested to see how that develops because um, obviously we know what chemistry these two have got in and out of the ring yeah. with their history, um, and I think that can only be a good thing because I think SmackDown. Whilst it's got a lot going for it, I think in terms of true heels, Owen's probably the only one they've got. I know Baron Corbin is is a heel only because he, everyone dislikes him so much. Mm-hmm. I don't always think he acts in the, the most traditional manner. But these two together, I think it's really interesting. I think tag team option, yeah, definitely. We said that at the start, didn't we, about who could be a mm-hmm. who could be a threat for the, the tag team titles. You'd, you'd probably have them as an authentic threat straight away. You don't have to build them up too much. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, think... uh, unfortunately, that won't happen right now because um, J- uh, Chad Gable and Shelton yeah, are one contenders. And isn't Owens feud for a bit? First off, do whatever they want, and then kind of go into the tag teams. Now, this story is going to go somewhere with these two. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do, like who they're going to face them with. First. But that's 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 possible. But then I also did did hear something that Owens has been advertised for Raw shows in America now, um, in in over the next sort of six weeks or so with a view to him possibly on, on the UK Raw tour that I'm going to in November as being part of the part of the Raw roster, which I thought was interesting. I wondered whether that might filter into the match last night as well, something that will you know, force him to either get fired or something like that, I don't know. Um, have you guys heard anything similar about that? No, I've not I haven't. No, that's the first time I heard about that. Yeah, apparently it's only, only, in the, only in the States at the minute, but it's, it's November shows onwards he's been advertised for Raw. Interesting. Hmm. I, I don't know. I know they can do kind of switch shows as in when if people are injured or anything, and it might just be a general thing that the web that the kind of company have done, not WWE. Possibly, yeah, possibly. So be interesting, but this is so much, so much potential. I think the potential for Sammy to for Sammy to be like a really weird heel, like a really kind of laughy, jokey, just creepy kind of guy, is like so good. He's so good on the mic. His promo on like so natural, so believable. 
and it's you said it's like the most interesting kind of develop story development I think WWE done quite a while. Yeah, and there's this thing that's like so cliche in wrestling, but it still rings true. Um, the best heels are the ones who feel justified in their yeah, actions. Yeah. Well, it's the same with that's, like, villains. The best villains are the ones true, who yeah. think they're right yeah. and can see that's their point of view. Always been the Joker's motivation, lads. Mm-hmm. He's not a baddie. He's not a bad. Just think differently. Exactly. And Kevin yeah. Owens. Kevin Owens as well. You know, to bring it back to WWE, he's always he's always said that, and it's just that people people don't understand him. It's not the fact that he's wrong. Exactly. Exactly. It's great. So it's really, really interesting. So it was a good end to it average pay-per-view like, not even good it was an amazing end to an average pay-per-view but one that elevated the whole show um is there any other thoughts oh the fashion files were back as well that was nice oh yeah oh, we didn't I have love the fashion pulp, file we didn't have fashion fiction or pulp fashion whatever it was meant to be called on tuesday <laughs> show for some reason yeah that was disappointing that was like, disappointing, they need to yeah. stop fucking advertising fashion files and not doing it the next week because they did it last week as well um, or two weeks ago on Smackdown and it wasn't on the one before Hell in a Cell but glad that they're back they got a really good pop when they came out for a match on uh, Smackdown hopefully they'll get a nice little push at some point as well as they are so, great yeah. but it's a nice little episode nice to be back the Ascension the Ascension even got a pop by association on Tuesday as well which was <laughs> I remember he's then just said stop following us yeah that was, <laughs> that was hilarious it was great. They're funny guys, and hopefully they get what they deserve. But let's talk to Raw. The most important thing, Shield are back together. It's been done brilliantly, I think. It's got me excited. It's got everyone. It's kind of Pandlovian. Everyone's got, like, uh, condition to boo when the Roman's music hits. So when it hit after the Shield were back together, everyone's like, boo, oh, wait, no, 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 we like these now. So once they get the Sierra Hotel, etc., um, uh, at TLC and get all the gear on going through the crowd I hope Seth dyes his hair blonde again that would be sick um, yeah it's been great they're facing at TLC in the main event The Shield versus The Miz The Bar and Braun Strowman which sounds fucking spectacular Crazy. Chris it's going to be amazing that match can't wait for it absolutely incredible I felt sorry for poor Curtis Axel though when he was in the hospital um, yeah. tending to, to, to poor injured Miz and all of a sudden he announced the match before the Braun uh, the brown bit, and all of a sudden they just completely ignored Curtis Axel. I felt yeah. very sorry for him. Well, um, I I came back into rewatching it just about a month or so before the Shield split up, so I've never really seen their kind of greatest hits apart from on like DVDs and and so on. I had a moment of absolute wonder and joy in my brain when Seth uh, Roman and Dean came out, and then Seth's music was last. I thought if he runs out of a chair and just twats them both on the back <laughs> again, I would. I would have exploded with happiness. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, I hope Roman's first one this time. That the game's together for a year or so. Let them I reckon out. so. I reckon you're exactly right. I think it's, it's, it's time for Roman to, to take the ultimate step in it and betray him when it comes time to, to doing something for his own benefit. But in the meantime, yeah, you know, despite not being the, the biggest fan of Ambrose and, and or, or um, Roman, I had a, a shiver up my spine when it came on. I thought it was brilliantly done. I wondered whether the Miz was a, a suitable opponent and I think there's only really the bar that you could choose. There isn't really anyone else, I don't think, out there at the minute in the tag world that is, is a suitable opponent for them. But I'm looking forward to it. I think they need to get the music back on. Of course they do. Come out in their old um, bulletproof vest yeah. type thing and you know, come out of the crowd with Seth, Seth's mask on, his Hounds of Justice uh, face mask. Man, when they came absolutely, out, absolutely they came bring out, it on. When they came out to back, back up Braun, that was so badass, man. Oh, yeah. uh, I loved it. 
I'd like to see uh, him do that throughout, you know, not just with the people they're going to be feuding with at the yeah, next just pay-per-view. Yeah, anyone being a dick just be like, hands of justice, Aust- lads. Austin went through a phase of doing it over a few weeks where he'd just interfere in the most random matches, come in, stun everyone, and then raise hell and leave, you know? Well, yeah, uh, when, when, the Shield very like first, when the Shield very first debuted in WWE, that's what they did. Yeah. Exactly, they just, exactly. It's on the most random it. people. It was great. Oh, sorry. Hopefully we get a return to that. I think... I would enjoy that very much. I hope I could. Uh, there's a bit in the promo when Dean said, like, four, five, six guys will take them all on. So it wouldn't surprise me, actually, if the Misterives did get added as well and it was like an elimination match and eventually we'll have Sam. It would be bad if fucking this uh, should roll that's over. Too many, all that's six too many cooks in my room. <laughs> It would be bad. And I, yeah. I don't want that. But I could see it because you, you never, never know. But yeah, is, is there anything else in the world of wrestling that's happened? Oh, Neville. Right, mm, rumours that yeah. Neville walked out on Monday night. It's been reported in some places. It's only a rumour, and I think it's been kind of debunked by a certain website um, saying that they've had loads of sources say it's not true. But the rumour still lingers. I think this would be absolutely devastating if true. But I, would, I wouldn't be adverse to seeing him in the UK in this because he would rake it in. He'd go to Japan, rake it in. He'd be such an attraction at all the UK Indies and like the big ones, like the Progress and ICWs and whatnot. Obviously, it's a bit of a downstep, but his character now so well defined and just like famous, he'd be absolutely incredible with the likes of Pete Dunn, Osprey, uh, Travis Banks, uh, My Girl, all of them. And it's while that's interesting, I still don't want him to leave, Chris. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm hoping it's untrue. I was wondering whether it'd be a work and he'd, be, he'd appear on SmackDown or something like that instead. You know, that he'd got fed up with 205 Live, yeah. so he was leaving 205 Live, not leaving WWE. But um, I don't know. I hope not, because I think this last... we said this on the show before, haven't we? This last six to eight months, I think, has been his best his best since he came into, uh, into WWE. Even better, there's NXT stuff for me. I think his, his character, the way he developed it, the heel persona, uh, his in-ring work, in-ring work, just superb. I really hope it's not true. And if you're listening, Neville, I know you are. Don't do it. Don't do it. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, like you said, it's probably been debunked at this point, which I, which is good. Um, but I mean, you can kind of see where Neville is coming from if this was what was true, because think about it. He's been carrying carrying the cruiserweight division since its inception, and all of a sudden Enzo fucking Amare comes in and he gets two main events on Raw. Neville never main evented Raw in his whole reign, so you can see that kind of pissing him off. And but yeah, Neville. obviously got more eyes on it. So exactly that is true. Also true. Um, but yeah, you can Neville would be totally justified if you just said, you know what, I'm too good for this. I'm going to go and make some bank elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, the Enzo is no longer cruiserweight champion because Kalisto beat him on Monday in a pretty fun uh, lumberjack match. But yeah, Kalisto in the cruiserweight division. Um, the crowd did pop when the title changed. To be fair, but I think that's more for a title change than actually Kalisto. But Interesting, nevertheless. Hopefully, the cruiser cruiserweights persevere and we they continue to develop them and not just push them way back down to pointless matches after this. But who knows? Eh? Who knows? How did it I take this long for Kalisto to Sorry, get into Tom. the cruiserweight division? Isn't it? He's been doing nothing for like a year. Yeah, it's it's strange, but I mean, he's there eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on, Chris. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, I was really surprised the title changed hands. I thought he would have it for a little bit longer, purely because I thought that Enzo, without the title isn't really worth much in yeah, 205 and so to get to have it to have it flip so soon you know within 
two or three weeks. It just seems a bit pointless to me. But then again, why would we be surprised? Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I am a little bit surprised. I, I understand it because you want to try and build Kalisto and you've got him in, you can't have him lose. It makes him look shit. Fair enough. But him being like the big baddie of 205 Live, he just calls everyone and only can't wrestle and just cheats to win is interesting. And that would have been a cool way. And then hopefully you get someone to finally beat him um, after overcome his kind of dastardliness. I think that would have been very good, but alas. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that could be I don't think so. No, I think we've covered most uh, most things, haven't we, tonight? Very, been, uh, very good. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Dan, it's been Chris and Tom. You can follow us on Twitter, at McBrosket, and at the Cult of, or Cult of Wilson. You can't follow Chris, of course, because he's on Exile. But you can follow us all at Line of the NXT. It's been the international break recently, so not a lot of Bolton news, but the football's coming back this weekend. And playing <laughs> through the play? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, of course, at home, which we're going to get battered in. So, you know, nine losses on the bounce. All well and good. No goals, I imagine, as well. That's why we have the wrestling, to keep us happy and not depressed. But go over to lineofasweet.com as well to read the, the coming news and what not. If that's all there is to say, it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Tom. Who said anything about rumours? He's such a wanker, isn't he? <laughs> he's so he's like the lead, he's like literally just the living personification of the Steve Buscemi "Hello, fellow kids" gif in it. Like anything he does just makes it so fucking uncool. Suffering, suck attach. It's good back to me. Celebrate.